All right, uh, welcome to Old School. That was weird, we didn't have the music there. Okay, uh, Jank Uger, Ben Magwitz, uh, brought to you obviously by shoptyt.com. As always, progressives versus everybody, uh, check it out. Uh, and the trademark is TYT. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you saw this. This might literally be breaking news. You probably saw it, but I'm not sure. Mm, I think I did see it. Beto O'Rourke's in. Yeah. Um, uh, thoughts go. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's good for the. It's good for the patty. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you know, he's young. He can afford to lose and run again. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. Does he? You know, who is he? Like, is he the mm. guy who challenged Ted Cruz, or is he the guy who was very comfortable uh, being in the? Whatever it's called, it was in the Blue Dog Caucus. They call new, it something new else. Democrat, the yeah. New Democrat Caucus. And third uh, ways backing him. So. Yeah, and is he a third way candidate or, or is he? Who is he? I don't know. No, no. Yeah. That's I just did a live video on it because it's breaking, and I wanted to just make sure to get it up. And uh, that and that was the exact focus of my video. I, I'm I'm not sure I've ever known a candidate to be more of a mystery than Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, and, and by the way, you know, there's a third way. If I mean, you, you will, yeah, you. But you advocate. I mean, you're. We're advocating a third way, a progressive mm. way. You yeah, know? yeah. Right. So I mean, you <laughs> there's know. establishment Democrat, there's establishment Republican, or or right. maybe we go a third way, progressive. Right. And right, and I mean, and, and Howard Schultz thinks he's the third way. You know, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, and there are a lot. Turns out, you know what? There are a lot of ways. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just I'm interested because you know, uh, as you know, uh, it's hard to say that there's any place that talks too much about policy. Mm-hmm. But we get a little hung up on solely policy here mm-hmm. because what they say now doesn't really matter. I mean, it d- does matter. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, but uh, so much of this is about personality. And not, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. It's not, mm-hmm. a, not in the popularity contest. What kind of leader will you be? And what kind of things will you fight for? And, and everyone's going to compromise. And when do you compromise? Right, yeah. and and what kind of political pressure do you apply to your opponents before you make the compromise? All that stuff is uh, is interesting, and we get a feel for people. And obviously, that feel could be wrong. We, you know, we we don't want to spend our time turning people running for president into movie stars, and we think we know George Clooney, and we think we know John Wayne, mm-hmm. right? And we don't. We, you know, we know the people they play. No, no. I, so. I mean, I do, Ben, but right. you, you probably do. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Although, like, this is a story I used to say all the time. Now it's got a completely different spin. My mom uh, uh, is convinced that if someone plays a, a role really well, an actor does, uh, that they actually are that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, she saw Kevin Spacey play some sort of evil role. I forget if it was American Beauty or whatever House it was. House of Cards, maybe? Yeah, no, it wasn't House of Cards. Um, was, was he a bad guy in American Beauty? I forget everything. Yeah, kind of mixed. Yeah, mixed. mixed. Okay. Anyway, she's like, "No, that is him." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's him. Right. No. And then I was like, "That's ridiculous." Kevin Spacey is not really a bad guy in real life. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that. That John Wayne. I don't know if you, you probably don't remember, but I'm telling you about that Playboy interview about with John Wayne for like 12 years, right? Uh huh. Well, and then it's and then it went viral. It's from 1971, uh-huh. and that's where he, where I mean, he said a zillion things. Uh, the, when the blacks become civilized enough to lead, we'll let them lead. Oh, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but I think I'm I think I'm doing him a favor. I think I'm making uh-huh. it more palatable. Um, and that the Native Americans were selfish for not giving us their land. Well, yeah. they, they are um, notoriously selfish that way, <laughs> and we're notoriously giving for taking all their yeah. land. So he, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and you know, it's brutal. But it was 1971, and he was John Wayne, right? And so people didn't. He wasn't really. He wasn't widely condemned for really remarkably ignorant things. Um, but then all of a sudden, it went viral. Like I've. Oh, had it, it did. I, when did it go viral? A week ago, ten days ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had it saved on my. I'm not. It makes it sound like I'm bragging. I just, I just liked it when that happened. I was uh, like, you know, like, oh, look at fine. oh, I'll finally, do, right? Yeah. Well, I'll do the funniest brag of all time, and then go back to whether we should judge people based on old comments, which is kind of in the news and yada yada. Okay. So, uh, speaking of. Uh, told you, I did one of those today too on the show, but those are my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> well, people like them, but you're not among those people. Um, so, the worst interview in American history, let alone like I was gonna say, worst interview I've ever done, but like arguably in American history, 
is my interview interview oh, with, with Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, where I, but I had but the essence of what I was trying to ask him was, why did you decide to come out and say you're not gay at this particular time? Now I didn't ask it that way. I think I might have like because there was a crowd and he was rushing into a car and I'm trying to get ask a question and I said something along the lines of, why did you talk about the gay thing? Okay, I don't remember, and that's not a direct quote, but it was bad. Okay, um, but it turns out, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Way, way to go, Jen. I'm yeah. not saying told you. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right. Okay, yeah, you were the one who told us. That's right. <laughs> nobody, else, nobody else had any idea. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I figured it out. Yeah. That's why I was asking, and I was asking in such a clever way. Mm. Uh, all right, so uh, back to old school racist. Uh, Rudyard Kipling, so I, I forgot all the terrible things he said about minorities, but he did. I do remember that. Well, when I'll tell you this, what I just learned about Rudyard Kipling, uh, I think his name was Colonel Dyer, Dreyer, Dyer. So I've been, so I watched in addition to, I was telling you before the show started that any discussion where I have where people say, what's your favorite movie? I have to include uh, Ponte Corvo's Battle of Algiers. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually hadn't seen it before I started at TCM, and I saw it for the first time about five years ago. And I don't know whether I was, I knew it was great. And I don't know whether I rushed through it, but I didn't rush through it this time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and every second you're like, oh my God, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Like it, I mean, really? Wow. I, it isn't. But it's one of the twelve. Like it's in the mm -hmm. it's it's in the mix. It's in the dirty dozen. It's in the dirt. It's in the dirty dozen. See, I know old movies. Yeah, well, well done. Um, the dirty dozen, not in the dirty dozen. Like the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Yeah. But uh, anything that's got a number in a movie is, by definition, slightly better. You just have to. It, it's worth checking out if it has a number. That, they might yeah, they might right. drop the ball on it. But yeah, yeah. it's like Magnificent Seven. I'm in. Right, okay, sure. Hateful Eight. Sure, right. Dirty Dozen, of course. Stanley Donnan just died. Two for the road. Great, unbelievable. Okay. You All don't right. know it, but yeah. trust me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. It has one. It has one. a number. And it's that, <laughs> by the way. That's one of the 12. See, there you go, you see, I nailed it. Uh, three Kings. Three Kings three, is three, fantastic. <laughs> one of the most underrated movies, Three Kings, definitely check that out. Um, oh, you know what, things you that- Four Weddings, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Not yeah. bad, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Things that have, movies that have the word king in it. Kingpin, also wonderfully mm -hmm. uh, underrated, uh, hilarious comedy. Tell a funny story about that in a second. King's, King's Speech. Speech. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying Last Kingdom on Netflix. Not Last bad. King of Scotland, the, mm -hmm. the one that won Forrest Whitaker, the uh, uh, I think the Oscar for Best Actor, right? That was Last King. I think so. I or did James so. McAvoy win? But Whitaker won, I think. Yeah. So, uh, so I think we've proven our point. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what our point king was. King had a number. Yeah. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Is there three kings? There's that's how this conversation started. That's right. That's right. And hence, yeah. the, the wonderfully underrated, it's got three and kings. Yeah. Oh, you know what uh, else Fisher is great? King, you know what else is great? Three kings. <laughs> yeah. How come nobody ever thought about that? Anyways, right. uh, okay. I feel like I said, run to your Kipling. So, so oh, let me tell you. So I'm watching uh, uh, Gandhi. Although almost everyone in the movie says Gandhi. Huh, and the know. movie is three hours. Right? It is. Three hours and 11 minutes. I'm just gonna interject for two quick fun Gandhi stories. <laughs> One, I love that he has two first names and he doesn't, but I, I still, like when I was a kid, I couldn't figure out, it. What, is it Mahatma Gandhi or Mohandas Gandhi? Oh, and but then Bapu. That's what everybody called oh, him. Oh, Bapu, I did, and that one, like yeah, I forgot Bapu. Father, yeah, that yeah. was like everybody. Okay, so it turns out he, he's Mahatma Gandhi and he's the Mohandas. Okay, and I don't remember what the Mohandas means. I think it's the other way around. Could be. <laughs> I think he's Mohandas Gandhi. And, and he's the Mahatma. The Mahatma yeah. Okay, yeah. Craig, look that up. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, there was a, in 1919, a brutal massacre of Sikhs at a festival that turned into something slightly political right after the Brits sort of banned all gatherings, passed these laws that you had to, you know, you can't, you can't hang out with another Indian. I can't have three Indians in one place in, yeah, in yeah, India. Yeah. You know, some crazy stuff, but mostly. Which, by the <laughs> way, we sometimes do here in America. We, we call it anti-gang right. uh, laws, and so you can't. There can't be three I, of I, you in front of a. Right. I mean, I think I made that up, but but mostly. But, but, no, they, it's, but, yeah, but, this, but there were something. all these restrictive laws, as again, because they're trying to 
crushed the movement for independence and it comes right after World War I. And there was an annual fair party at this big park with a lot of little entrances and one big entrance. And the Brits, this Colonel Dyer, because you know it's 1919, so there's no good communication. Mm -hmm. And he decides he's gonna crush it because they're violating the law, even though this recent law passed, like nobody even knew it had been passed, right? Because how do you relay information like this? Yeah, and, you, nobody got an email on it. And, and the law is crazy and anti-civil libertarian and horrible anyway. But, and, and, but, but most of their women and children there, it's a, it's a celebration, right? It's a celebration and, and they're giving some speeches also about it's important to have India be for, you know, Indians. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, See, and, that would be the underlying problem. And Colonel Dyer, and so I didn't know about this. His name is Mohandas and Mahatma, so I, I was right. Uh, His name case. is Mohandas. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you so, the next thing? Can you look up what the Mahatma means? I think the, I think it means the the the, the great one. That would be logical. Uh, I think. Um, uh, so uh, uh, he goes to crush him, or the something one. So he goes to crush them, and he brings a bunch of troops in um, and blocks the entrance. And he doesn't just crush them; like they they're unarmed. They're just at him. They're at a park, yeah, and uh, and there's thousands of them there, and then and they start firing. Mm -hmm. uh, people jumped into a well and died and fall into the well to get away from the gunshots, and then he kept redirecting fire over to where they they'd run to the other great soul, excuse me, not great one, great soul, Thank and you. and so he would, and then people would run to the other entrance where they and he kept firing where people congregated. And the entrance to the main thing was too narrow for him to get the trucks in, and the trucks had a Thompson machine gun. So he couldn't get those in, so they had to use just rifles. And they asked him at the inquiry, if you could have gotten the trucks in, would you have used the machine guns? And he was like, yeah. Because his point was to deliver, a, send a message, like, hey, mm -hmm. we're serious. And they killed anywhere from, the estimates are from like 731 to 1500. Probably closer to fifteen hundred. Wow! Including a six-month-old baby, a bunch of kids, women. Wow! What a massacre! Okay. Uh, and this guy was, uh, you know, and he his big penalty was he was not promoted and he couldn't serve in India. Anymore. Oh my and God! Not promoted is he okay? <coughs> so he was the Paul Manafort. He was of the his Paul. Time. He was the Paul Manafort of his time. The only thing Edward Fox played him in the movie, and so I looked it up, and, and the movie did it apparently exactly as it happened, uh, and it was one of the many turning points as it sort of turned the. The West, like Jesus, you can't gun down. They, they, they were unarmed. You, you had no. You could have mm -hmm. just dispersed the crowd, right? Um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna interrupt one more time. They, see, we are actually fundamentally good, and I know it's balancing act, and there, we have our selfish, hence what people call colloquially call evil side, etc. And so that's running rampant these days. But generally, as humans, we're social animals, and we think you should not kill unarmed people. That's right. Um, the and and. So he was minimally, I mean, he should have been in prison for the rest of his life, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have the death penalty, then he gets it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but of course he didn't. And I later read that uh, Rudyard Kipling, when he died, when Dyer died, was like, hey, look, in the end, he was just doing his duty, you know? Uh. Right, it's actually not at all true. No, could have done his duty in a thousand different ways, including uh, not killing fifteen hundred people. Yeah, including children. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I can't remember. Uh, is this a so, so Rudyard Kipling, bad guy in that sense. The Jallianwala uh, Bagh massacre in uh, Amritsar in, in Punjab, uh, the butcher of Amritsar. Yeah, Reginald Dyer. Yeah. So uh, back to Gandhi, and then back to Rudyard. Uh, so. Uh, Gandhi ran the entire summer uh, when I was a kid in in our local movie theater, mm -hmm. and I, remembering back on it, it's amazing, unprecedented. Because there's only two in that movie theater, which was one of three in the town, but it was one of the bigger ones, whatever. Like the people went to, whatever that means. Anyways, uh, it's only two movies that they showed, so. Now, like if a movie lasts two weeks in the theaters, you're like, whoa, that had a nice shelf life there. Right, right. No, but seriously, like if, it runs, summer. Yeah. if it runs a month, that's amazing, right? It went the whole summer, it might have gone six months. I, I forget exactly, mm -hmm. but I mean, it. they would not take that movie off. Yeah. 
It was incredibly popular and it was a three hour movie about a foreigner. Yeah, that's right. And that also speaks well of us back then. It does. Yeah. Roger Clipping, who claimed Dyer was, quote, the man who saved India, is alleged to have started a benefit fund which raised over 26,000 pounds sterling, including 50 pounds contributed by Kipling himself for Dyer. Uh, uh, somebody writes in their book, uh, Subhash Chopra, uh, writes that the benefit fund was started by the Morning Post newspaper and not by Kipling, Kipling made it, whatever. But nonetheless, Kipling clearly admired Dyer. And, and, we, and he's just a, he's a crazy person to admire. The only thing that I half admired about him was the same thing you got out of Cheney from watching Vice, mm -hmm. which was, well, he's oddly sort of honest about who he is. Like yeah. when he said, would you have brought the Thompson machine guns in and used that? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that would have done it more efficiently, quicker. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is some weird. There is something like there's like one percent admirable about a person who is honestly. Evil. Yeah, he was like, no, no, I was trying to crush them and send them a message, and I thought killing them would send a message like, hey, we're yeah. we mean business. I mean, I, I really, really hate to do this to you, but I'm going to compare you to Haas for a second. <laughs> that, uh, no, Haas was you know making a similar point in the post game today about uh, Jacob Wall. Like he's so over the top, comically. Fake, uh, this conservative, yeah. you know, troll. Uh, he's the one that made up the charges against Robert Mueller, sexual assault or harassment, etc. With, it's like, oh, I have this devastating witness. We're doing a press conference, and they did the press conference. There was no witness. Right, made, up, made the whole thing up. Now he apparently made up death threats against himself. Yada yada. He's got but, himself banned from like almost a ton of social media. Like he's off. Yeah, he's like, but he's such an over-the-top clown that you're like, oh, the circus is in town. Yeah, I right. don't. I don't think there's a comparison between Reginald Dyer and uh, and Jacob Wool, because Reginald Dyer is like in that weird. What's admirable is that weird admiral's wrong too. What you have to, you can't tip your cat either. Uh, cat. Respect. It's okay because you know, is generally a positive word, but in this way he we're not using. He thought he was following positive. orders. He has and he has such respect for the change command and a belief in the integrity of an officer that he answered every question completely truthfully. He never said. I was given the order. The order was confusing. He wasn't equivocating. There's no equivocating. He thought that the best thing yeah. to do was kill all these innocent people. Yeah. And you know, civilized folks like us would have sent him to prison for the rest of his life for that. Uh, he got demoted from general to colonel. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. That man, that Manafort thing gets under my skin too. Like we already talked about it on the show, but that whole. Well, I mean, he, he never did anything wrong before in his life. One, you don't know that at all, given his track record, he probably did dozens of crimes. Uh, number two, well, yeah, when you steal, in essence, $15 million, you don't have to do anything else wrong in your life. It's another, it's another, the Manafort sentencing is just another example of, again, what was somehow I, and I assume others like me, allowed ourselves to be a little bullied by those who, when we said, hey man, you gotta vote for Hillary just for judges. We can't let Trump start appointing these guys. And then they'd be like, oh, you know, judges, you can't talk, you always, you always use the judges as a red herring or whatever. No, no, it wasn't a red herring, it was the only herring and it was gonna feed everyone. And it was <laughs> the most important thing in the election. And, and that guy's, a, a, and Reagan did not appoint judges nearly as, as, as sort of who are gonna prove to be as uh, ignorant, inept, and corruptible as Trump. But that's a Reagan appointee who's been a bad judge his whole life. Um, yeah, and, but in Trump's worse and worse. It's like uh, the movie that was running next to Gandhi the whole summer. Not the whole summer, but a big good part of it was Mr. Mom. Mm, okay, quality movie. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I saw Mr. Mom twice. Once uh, uh, when I went to it, and second time when I tried to sneak into Risky Business. Mm. Uh, so this is around similar times, yeah, right? I think Mr. Mom was eighty-two, Risky Business eighty-three. Yeah, and we got caught trying to sneak into risky business when we were thirteen, and had to go see Mr. Mom again. Mr. Mom's awesome, but but not bad. But so that's the one where you use forty-five, huh? Would you use forty-five for the caliber gun? It's like forty-four, forty-five, whatever it takes. That's Terry Gar's line actually. But earlier, Martin Mull asked Michael Keaton in that movie, and I don't know anything about electronics. Or electrical systems, so he had to rewire something in the house, and and so uh, you know he's like, yeah, I rewired the you know fan to the light switch or whatever. And Martin Mull goes, oh, would you use a you know a, a twenty-seven degree silk wire or whatever? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Keaton has no idea. He's like, yeah, 
In 26, 27, whatever it took. <laughs> so was it Mr. Mom? No, it was another Michael Keaton movie. I'm, I'm mixing it up where there was the photocopy of the guy and then a photocopy of the multiplicity, but that's multiplicity. much later. Yeah, yeah, that's way, way later. Yeah. No, I'm talking about multiplicity. Yeah, and that's what happened with the Republicans. Ronald Reagan was actually, in a lot of ways, also monstrous. We talked about it this week because he starts his campaign in Philadelphia, Mississippi to honor the murder of three civil rights leaders and I don't, workers. And I don't mean honor them like, oh, no, honor the killing, not the their work, right? Right. right. So that was already horrible. Yeah, it was again, that, that was the message they were sending out. That's right. Then we went to Bush and Cheney, who were like a bad photocopy of Reagan. Then we went to Trump, who's a bad photocopy of a bad photocopy. And that guy's appointing judges that's gonna stay with us for 20, 30 years. And to my credit, and I'd like to give myself credit. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> You've been denying yourself credit for so long, it's, yeah. just, it's nice to see. Just slipped out. Are I you mean, in therapy? I, you know, because it seems like somebody's yeah. told you to finally, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Be your true self, Jeff. Speak <laughs> it's your, okay. Speak your truth for a speak change. Speak my truth. Yeah. That's right. No, I would say, you know, of course, I said in the general election to vote for Hillary because Trump was a monster. Uh, that one was easier to figure out than Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, but but I said, look, for all the things that are wrong with Hillary Clinton, X, Y, Z, the thing about judges is totally true. They do appoint judges, they appoint a lot of them, and they make a giant difference. Yeah, and they led, you know what they do? They legislate from the bench. And well, certainly the right wing does. Yeah, I mean, but they all do, they, to some extent. I mean, the yeah. argument can be made. Frequently, and I, yeah. I don't mind the argument, but it's they do, and it's vitally important. And this, at least now, it's a you know the, the current sentence for Manafort at least feels fairly meaty. Uh, she should have given him ten years. She was right, but she years. can't. Her, her charges were less serious. So what? Yeah. I, don't, I don't. What are you going to embarrass Ellis, the other judge? Who cares? Yeah, he should yeah. be embarrassed. He should, he lied. He did his prosecute. His cooperation should count for nothing since he went back on right, the deal. Right, right. right. He should have gotten the max. He should have gotten ten years. Uh, anyways, okay, Rudyard Kipling. Is it? You keep saying it different. Is it not Rudyard? Is it no, Rudyard? Rudyard. Yeah, Rudyard. I just say it. I think we're saying it the same. Okay, we're saying it faster. So racist, blah blah, bad guy, supported massacres, whatever. Okay. Kidding, but um, the poem "If" not only is it the best poem ever written, uh, but I think it's better than all other poems combined. <laughs> 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 but to be fair, I have eighty percent of poems in the negative territory. So to be fair, to be fair, okay. Well, whereas, but I actually like poems. You might not tell it from the fact that I've got eighty percent of them. Being counterproductive to society, but no, I really enjoy a good poem, and I there's and I value the poems that I think are wonderful. I think people did overdid it with the poems, but <laughs> when you say that people overdid it with the poems, you mean the poets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the poets, yeah. like the nonstop poems. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Okay, ease up. <laughs> a little bit of a gap, a little, little tap, tap the brakes a little bit. Anyway, but if is such an unbelievably amazing poem. It's perfect. It's perfect. So, which gets to the question of this week. You know, can we listen to R. Kelly songs and Michael Jackson songs now that we know who they are? And 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 it gets to Tucker Carlson and he gets to a lot of stuff. And I think my answer is, ah, f it. Go ahead. Right? I mean, what am I gonna do? Not like, is the poem if now worse because I know the guy who wrote it supported massacres? No, I you could I think you could divorce it. Is is Dirty Diana less dirty now because Michael Jackson was a bad guy? No, it's still a great song. You know, I think everybody yes. agrees that that's the one or two for him, right? Number um, Dirty Diana? Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do really like Dirty Diana and it's in my iTunes. I don't, uh, it's in my iTunes. <laughs> what, I don't know, what am I supposed to say? It's pog, it's thick. <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, you say like it's on my phone or maybe it's on my Spotify or, or you know, but it's- I like, don't have Spotify. I got it. you don't have to have Spotify, but it's on my, you know, it's on my playlist, something, it's not- Playlist, that's on not On my bad. iTunes did not- Okay, I hear you. I, well, I didn't want to say it's on my iPod. Does anybody have an iPod left? Sure, I think some people have iPods. Okay. Huh. I would like to have an iPod because I'd like to, when I went, 
out and ran or ran. When I went out to exercise, when I walked the dogs. Be, okay, there we go. Right. <laughs> it I would like be, how you work through the lives. You're like, yeah, no, no, let's get no. somewhere. All right, walk the dog, yeah. Uh, I would like to, to uh, not, I would like to not get a call, you know, or be tempted into making a call. Or, so that's when you listen to music? Yeah, you just listen to music. Uh-huh, uh, interesting, okay. Sometimes I, when I get high, I like to listen to music. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's surprising. Um, so uh, that's apparently a thing. Okay. Uh, so I, what do you think? Uh, do we? Do we? I guess in a sense, do we pardon the art and divorce it from I the think, artist? I think it is a. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm going to cop out. Um, I think it is a, a individual choice, right? Uh-huh. You know, some people, and you're experiencing it now with Finding Neverland. You know, I don't know as many people who were as profoundly, mostly just because of my age, who were as profoundly into R. Kelly the way, and R. Kelly is not the artist that Michael Jackson was. It hasn't didn't have the impact that Michael Jackson did. Almost, there are only a handful uh, of people have had Michael Jackson's impact. Yeah, in the whole history yeah, of the world. Yeah, the whole history of performance yeah. and releasing music. So, you know, uh, the, the formerly Boston Globe critic, I don't know who he writes for now, maybe Vanity Fair, but um, New Yorker, somebody, someplace important, Wesley Morris. Really interesting guy, he's a buddy of Bill Simmons, he's on Bill Simmons a lot. Really thoughtful critic, I, I don't know him, but, um, but he, uh, um, he wrote, you know, Michael Jackson mattered so much to him growing up. Like the music is just part of him. So he, and he's a super smart guy. And he, you know, he just compartmentalized it. Like, well, he got acquitted. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and and these people wanted money from him, and that's true. The people people did want money from him, and he to, was acquitted. Right. To be fair to your friend, uh, Michael Jackson's uh, getting acquitted was more of an open question mark than almost any other acquittal. Like when when OJ got acquitted, you n- knew he was guilty anyway. When R. Kelly got uh, acquitted. acquitted, you knew he was guilty anyway. But with Michael Jackson, you weren't positive. No, but that was partly PR spin and partly because the he, partly because the victims were kids and we never got to really see them. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I will tell you, I, hope, I really hope I'm not speaking out of turn. No, I can say this. You know, my brother covered that case for Dateline mm-hmm. for years and years and years. He's done five or six Michael Jackson stories. And he knows all the cops involved in that, all the prosecutors in that. And my brother was like, Michael Jackson's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And they, they know it. They don't mm-hmm. think it, they know it. They know it in every fiber of their bones. And he got off because he's incredibly wealthy. And because he got these kids who we saw in finding, he got kids who to testify on his behalf with money. And, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, and, and because he had this, because he's, you know, walled himself off from being caught. But so, but yes, in my, in, in, he's not my friend, I, I admire him, uh, Wesley Morris, but he, uh, his piece was so good. About like man, because it was essentially like you're watching this, and and, and he's, he watched Finding Neverland, and you're, and he was just like you, it's just obvious that it's true, and sort of piece by piece, sort of losing Michael Jackson, right, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So I think it's very hard. I think a guy like that still gets to say on a Sunday when he's kicking back at home if he wants to listen to uh, uh, what's the main album. Uh, not thriller. That. Thriller. Wants to listen to Thriller? I think you get to listen to Thriller. And I think we yeah. get and we get not to look, and, look. And, and we shouldn't condemn people who want to listen to Thriller and we shouldn't condemn people who want to watch uh, Woody Allen movies. You know, should should big companies continue to fund? And these people are not all the same. I get that, but we're yeah. uh, should we continue to to fund uh, Woody Allen movies? That's a that's a different decision and I would probably lean on the no. Yeah, well, and again, I don't know if it's because we're in the middle of it. Uh, the yeah. Woody Allen doesn't seem as clear cut, but maybe I'm totally wrong about that. No, it's not. Right. I mean, as the people we've mentioned, as as no, it's not as clear cut. Yeah, de- it's definitely not. And so that matters a little bit. But the, but the things we do know about Woody Allen are, are enough for some people, and and that's and yeah, that should I also be. Uh, yeah, I mean, he respected. married his yeah, that's essentially out. his stepdaughter. It's outrageous. So I'm gonna, yeah, and that's like, and he's like. Proud about that. So yeah. it's not like he's hiding that. He's like the Colonel Dyer of marrying your stepdaughter. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so let's just keep it real on that. But anyway, uh, yeah, but I have an official rule. Uh, and uh, so this is important. Uh, 
you can judge the the artist, but you should not judge the people consuming the art. They didn't do it. Right, they didn't do it. And you right. can't, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I think you gotta, it's just gonna create more of an awful world if, if, if when, I'll keep it in my world, if when somebody, you know, loves a Woody Allen movie, that they gotta get a lot of grief for that, for talking about it. Or it just nah. doesn't seem, nah. it doesn't, it doesn't feel, for whatever it means, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right, and the same would apply to people who. But that said, you know, you, you got to find a way to enjoy. Uh, you got to find a way to enjoy Michael Jackson's music without celebrating Michael Jackson. That becomes then sort of incumbent we, on you. Yeah. And we're adults; we can f find a way to do that. That's right. All right, guys, uh, YouTube audience, we got to let you go. A full hour and a half by by. You can get the whole show by becoming a member. Tyt.com/slash/join. Uh, and podcasts, let's keep it going. Um, so, but the other problem is that is that you know, and this was the only thing I really well I wanted to talk about because I got it. We got to talk about the college admissions thing. So, my, like my favorite story ever. Um, mm -hmm. But there is, there are so many people, people I like, who I mean, I'm scared to even engage in this conversation mm -hmm. because I know they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Those people, all the people we just mentioned, banned mm -hmm. from. Life. Public life, their arts, everything's banned, right? Mm -hmm. And they're mad about it, and they're really viscerally angry about it. And many of them are not crazy, you know. No, no, I know why. I know why uh, because uh, it, it's they made a cardinal sin, which was in in some ways uh, stealing from the rich. Like you can't, you can steal from middle class poor all day long. You can't steal from the rich. Then you're Bernie Madoff. You're gonna spend the rest of your life in prison, right? And so other rich people wanted their kids to go to those schools, and these guys cheated, and hence they feel like they cheated their kids, right? But I'm, I'm and then it affects their kids too. First of all, the whole country hates them, right? The whole right? country hates them, yeah. right? But it, including the top. Which doesn't usually happen. The right. top is usually like, yeah, but Manafort, he led a good ostrich jacket life until he committed there, there is, 28 there, felonies. There is some, there is some defense of them uh, at the top. I engage in some defense of them. No, no, I, yeah. like, but, but but we have honest conversations. Right, right. We can actually put nuance and context sure, yeah. and etc. And say that Phil City Huffman, let's be honest, is a way better bargainer well, than Lori Loughlin. I mean, Lori Loughlin. <laughs> She's like, okay, look, I had two kids, all right. So I mean, but I should get a discount on the second kid. She paid fifteen thousand for one, twenty five thousand for two, max. You charged me half a million dollars. Yeah, she's Lori Laughlin is sitting in prison right now, going, I'm not worried about being arrested. That's true. I did that. I'm okay with that, right? But this some of a bitch charged me five hundred thousand dollars. Turns out I could have gotten it for fifteen thousand. That I'm mad about. That's a and I'm the one in prison. I got robbed. <laughs> right, I mean, that is a, that is an out. I mean, that's unbelievable. Was it, who was? Oh yeah, you were telling me about the pricing of the skincare products for your friend. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, it's like there's nothing matters. Like they come by, hey, it's three thousand dollars for the skincare product. It's worth five. You're like, I'm not spending three thousand dollars on skincare. Bear with me. Twenty five hundred. So this literally happened to someone right. that works here. He, he's a guy, he doesn't care about skin care products. He's got and, lovely skin, his skin's yeah. fine, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, this is anti-aging, and obviously you look old, so let's, you know, you gotta yeah. help you out and stuff. And he had uh, rare free time for this anyone like who works at the Young at Turks. At the mall, right? Yeah, at the mall, and he was waiting for me after another meeting we had. Anyway, so he's like, he's humoring the lady, but he's like, look, you really shouldn't spend time on me. You should I'm spend- I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy this. And he's a very no-nonsense guy. If he said, I ain't gonna buy it, right? Uh, so he's like, you should go try to get a sale and stuff. She's like, no, 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 3,000. And he's like, no, no, I don't want it. 2,500. And she's like, no, no, hold on, hold on, I'm gonna go talk to the manager. He's like, don't, don't, because I'm not gonna buy it, right? She comes back, she's like, 1500, okay, that, that's it, okay, you win, right? He's like, I'm not going to buy it. And she's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me go talk to the manager again. He's like, don't, don't, I'm not, okay, she comes back, she's like, fine, 900, final offer. He's like, no deal, I told you, I don't, please, please go help someone else. She's like, fine, give me one more uh, talk. She goes and talks to the manager. He's like, "Are you kidding? This is a joke, right?" Now he's like, he's got morbid curiosity. Like, where's this going to end, right? And the final price was four hundred dollars. Four from three thousand dollars to four 
hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Wait, should I?" <laughs> <laughs> right. And so all that means is it's worth eighty dollars. That's exactly right. what it right. means. And I asked him. I said, "So he didn't buy of it, course. of course." Yeah. And I said, "What's the price that you would have bought it at?" He's like. Yeah, hundred. I think I yeah, probably yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. I would have been like I got under hundred. Like you got yeah. me eighty dollars. He's like, yeah, I'm. I'm you just know, like congratulations. I'm almost fifty. I'd have bought it at hundred. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, so apparently this thing has no value, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like half a million up. dollars, and then Felicity Huffman gets it for fifteen thousand um, dollars. But it, 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 this story brought me closer to you. Not well, ideologically, we're not really. All that different, but in in political analysis, mm -hmm. this story made me believe that Bernie Sanders has a better chance than I thought, and I think he has a definite chance uh, of winning the nomination. And anybody who wins the nomination has got a chance of being president, right? So, uh, like, people are furious at rich people, furious. Yes, not not, not irked, not peeved. <laughs> Yeah. Right, livid with a passion, and like I met this, I met this guy at a business meeting who's I don't know how much money he's got. He's got to have fifty million. He might have five hundred million dollars. He's got homes in three states. That's what I want. I, I so like they say, oh, you socialist. Blah, blah, blah. No, I want to live like a capitalist every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know what I would love is for somebody to be like I don't know if Jenk has fifty or five hundred million. Right. I'd be like, you know what? Fine either way. Okay, right. <laughs> charge me the five hundred thousand. What is, it doesn't finance. matter. He's got a house here in L.A. He's got another house somewhere where there's uh, you know somewhere nice out of state, and he wants to buy a third one in a place with no income tax. Mm -hmm. Because he said to me, he goes, you know, California's getting to be a socialist. You know, it's getting to be a socialist state. And I'm like, this is not the meeting where I want to have this argument. I'm like, uh huh. You know, <laughs> pull, meet some fun. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. uh, and. Uh, I mean, at Colonel Dyer, he had it figured out, right? So he, and you know, there, there are a bunch of people now. I don't know what a bunch is. I don't know whether it's 500 or 82 or 50,000. It's not 50,000. People who live in tax free states like Nevada for more than half the year. They, you have to sleep there more than half the year. So they'll fly, like literally most days, into Los Angeles, do their business, but they'll put their head in their pillow in Nevada. Because, because it saves Just them. Just pay the taxes, dude. You're already obscenely rich. It doesn't matter. Right, but they think, and to, you know, they're like, oh, I pay I have so much money. This could be $15 million a year, right? There's, mm -hmm. no, there's no amount of Southwest flights that doesn't make this worth it. I hear you. The flip side is it's a giant, 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 giant hassle. So if you got $500 million, the whole point is to not be hassled. Right, now, I, I'm with you, but I think that like, you're missing the point. Like you're trying to fight against this. The best way for you to save your money and protect your fortune for your children is to fix income inequality and lower the temperature in the country. Hundred percent. Right. It's what Nick Hanauer says all the time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, pitchfork I economics. Like, you're like, man, because they're coming. They're pissed. Like, like yeah. you know, realistically, let's take, let's not, let's leave Lori Lovelock. We have a half million dollars for their kids to row crew. At USC, yeah. yeah. But Felicity Huffman spent fifteen thousand dollars, and her kid cheated or was cheated for, mm -hmm. right? And you love your kid, like when you have means. There, there's no amount, whatever. Some people could have spent one hundred and fifty dollars on it. Some people could have spent a hundred dollars. Some mm -hmm. people could have spent five hundred or a thousand dollars, right? They're able to spend that. The instinct to help your kid blinded you to. Uh, blinded her judgment, right? Yeah. Obviously. But the fact is, as zillions of people have pointed out, if they'd, for SC, first, can we just say, first of all, I mean, I pointed this out in a tweet, but the biggest thing in this story is that anybody would spend a dollar to bribe anyone to get their child into USC. <laughs> <laughs> that is an outrage. I actually uh, <laughs> borrowed that from you already when I did this story, uh, and then we put up a picture of Jr. Oh, perfect. In a, in a USC. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, but so you want your kid to go to uh, USC? Was it was was Felicity Huffman's kid at SC too? I don't remember, but no, I actually think so. There was one school in there that actually stood out more. We kid around about USC, but it's a top twenty-five school, UC San Diego, and it's a good school, mm -hmm. right? But 
It's not Yale, Stanford, Harvard, Georgetown. Harvard. You're right. So UCLA. Like, yeah. but I wanted to be in the room when I saw that, not to put down San Diego, but I wanted to be in the room for that negotiation. Right. Like, okay, uh, I'm going to need half a million dollars to get your kid into Stanford. I don't have a half a million. I got, you know, I can't do that. All right, hold on, let me talk to the manager. Right. <laughs> right. Come two hundred fifty thousand for Stanford. No, no, I can't. All right. I, you know what? I'll do a hundred thousand. But for USC, no, I really I don't have the hundred thousand, right? Fine, fifty dollars for UCSD. I was going to say forty-five. What do you got in your wallet? Forty-eight dollars. UCSD. So getting in this state in California, getting into any UC school is hard. I think San Diego comes in third after Berkeley and UCLA. I think maybe not. But anyway, it's a good school. Uh, Riverside does really well. Santa Barbara does really well. I think well. Davis. I think San Diego's. Uh, I think San Diego's the third best. But I, uh, and then isn't um, there's Riverside, there's Davis. Caltech's not UC, right? Santa Barbara, San Diego, Riverside. No, and I think there's one more. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good yeah. school. Yeah, but um, it's just not in the caliber of the others. Right. There's two ultra elite ones: Berkeley and UCLA. And then yeah. it's just it was funny that that I didn't know they were even there. But like so that instinct when they could donate. If it was SC for them, they could realistically donate $100,000 to the Annenberg School of Communications, right? Which is mm -hmm. a great school. We've worked with them, right? Yep. Or they could donate uh, to whatever the arts program is there, some acting school there, yeah. right? And that would probably work. And so they think, well, I'll just do this $7,500 thing here. I can get the rationalization that would make you think that was okay, especially if you also fall back on. Ah, she doesn't test well, she's super smart, and standardized tests are stupid. All, yeah, which is well, all. So the Felicity Huffman thing breaks in two different ways. One is, see, the, the grades were so poor that they couldn't legitimately buy their way in. Because you could actually buy your way in and it's legal. Like you said, donate $100,000 to the school. Oh, is that true? I didn't know her, her daughter's grades. Like the, PAC, the SAT score was 1420 after they cheated. The PSAT score, the like one 10, that she 10, actually- 1020 or something. was like 1020 a year before. So they juiced their score by 400 points. Right, but 1020 is not unreasonable. Nah, no, nah, we're old Ben. Back when we went 1020, yeah, yeah, maybe had a fighting chance to get into USC. And 1020 ain't getting you into shit these days. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah, I, I remember, oh no, I guess I got in the 11s, but I, but like everybody on the planet got 12, and I was friends with, got minimum 1200, 1400. Yeah, I yeah, no, no. I took the classes, by the way, and I went for, I now I remember the numbers. I went from 1160, and then I took the classes, and I went to 1110. <laughs> Anna was saying, because she was bitter about the whole thing, of course, like the yeah. whole country is, and she's like, we, we didn't have money to pay for the exam. Uh, prep stuff, yeah. and like so, the rich kids had that. That's a totally unfair advantage. But now I'm going to tell you this story. No, totally. No, I it turns out some of them are so knuckleheads. They actually went down as. I've told like the bad. story before, but the what gets me, it still gets me, is the reading comprehension because mm -hmm. they were so poorly written, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it was always about the moon and what the surface, of the moon and the minerals on them. And at the end, they're like. What would be the most appropriate title for the article you just read? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have no effing idea. You know, uh, the worst thing I've ever read. Here's the dullest story in the history of mankind. And then inevitably, I mean, my brain just won't compute the way you can't hack, right? You can't size. That's right. But I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It was so boring. C D B. That section's done. <laughs> You're the Right. That section is done. Is like the worst way of taking it. Yeah, right. But, but but that relief that would just be like, well, maybe I got two. <laughs> As it turned out, you didn't. Turned out, I think I got none. Um, yeah, look, ten twenty wouldn't have gotten you into USC uh, even when we were going. Now it's it's so low. That you can't bribe your kid into the school. I got it. I got point. it. And I'm not sure my 1160 would have got. Would, well, 1160, I know, wouldn't get into Tufts now. I mean, I think I was no lucky, way. Yeah, super Tufts, lucky to I get into just, Tufts. Yeah. Before the scandal, super randomly, I looked up the top schools in the country. Uh, maybe a week before that, and and I was and Tufts was number 24. Yeah, yeah, we've been 19. So we, yeah, uh, so yeah, no, it's so you can't. Uh, so that none of that would work. Yeah. So I, I get it. Okay, so you could, but it's just the. So I guess that's why they made that decision. But but still, the rationalization is there. In your head, ethically, you're like, hey man, if $100,000 to a building would get me in. First of all, by the way, a million dollars 
would almost certainly do it, but they don't mm -hmm. want to spend a million dollars. They're not the Laughlin's. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so ethically, you'd think, look, people are buying their way in all the time. So I don't know what the exact, you know, you, you can yeah. make a case that the, that, that line, ethical line is certainly blurred, right? So, yeah. and, and you want to help your kid, you love your kid, and your kid did poorly on the PSATs and maybe doesn't test well. I just mean, if I understand the, I, I, I am 100% certain I wouldn't do it, a billion percent certain I oh, wouldn't yeah, do it, yeah. no chance. But part of the reason I wouldn't do it is because I know that Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford, and then who gives a crap? Mm -hmm. Like, you're gonna make an argument to me that kids who went to Penn, where mm -hmm. you went, are certainly Tufts, but you know, I get Penn is close. But even where we both went to grad school, Columbia, right? That your education at Columbia is substantively different than your education at University of Wisconsin or University of Florida, really good state schools? Mm -hmm. No, it no isn't. Way. isn't, no way, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, Columbia has some outstanding, interesting professors. Yeah, right? right, right, right. And so you would have some, like Penn has a number of unbelievable finance professors. Uh, Columbia has great international relations professors, political professors. I got to uh, take a class with David Dinkins. But at the end of the day, the classes are the same. The material is the same. Yeah, you put into it's it like it's not materially different at all. Yeah, I saw this story because you know ASU, they've they've ASU has had some fun. Arizona State because the Laughlin's made fun of ASU and they're you know just make sure my daughter doesn't go to ASU, and they so they in Phoenix they all went, you know and they did some news stories there and and some kids were like were great. The kids were funny. They were like, do you have anything to say? And the kid was like, I don't think I can say it. And the were was like, go ahead. And he says. You <laughs> um, and uh, and then this other person was like, "That's crazy. This school's great. We have such interesting people from all over the world, and these really interesting professors. And I guess if you want to waste your time here, you can. But if you want to put something into it, you get a lot out of it. And that's a hundred percent true at 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 two hundred more colleges across the country. So I'm going to defend Felicity Huffman a little bit. She's the only one out of the whole. That's lot, right. That's right? right. That's the only. Right. And and. Uh, and a lot of the guys who were arrested are actually business executives. We're just focusing on the celebrities because we know them right. more, right? We recognize their names. But actually, some of the companies that are like the top law firms in, in DC, top private equity guys, I'm sure that I, there's a bunch that I know through friends, right? right? I don't know them personally at all, but my friend knows them, mm -hmm. right? And and part of it is that, so before I get to the defense of Felicity Open is, I bet you they didn't give a third thought, maybe a second thought, but not a third thought to, are we gonna get caught, could we go to jail? Like in this day and age in America, a rich person going to jail for cheating seems inconceivable. Right. Because so I'm right. sure they assumed there's like a 0% chance. Right, those guys are literally friends with bankers who should be in prison. That's right, right. Yeah. that's right. And so they're like, look, my buddy who was in the same frat as me and runs you know, JP Morgan Chase's real estate division, you know, should have gotten 30 years of hard time. Right, caused 10 million American families to lose their home. Yeah. yeah that's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm paying like, you know, $45,000 to get into UC San Diego. Pretend, off. pretend right. my kid knows how to play croquet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm telling you, man, I'd be surprised if, yeah. 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 No, yeah. without exaggeration, they probably, if they, they probably thought there was a one maximum two percent chance they'd get caught. Oh, I th yeah, I don't. But I don't, max, I, max. Yeah, I, I think, I think zero, most yeah. of them assumed zero. Yeah. And I bet you they assumed even if I get caught, I'm not going to go to jail for this. It'll be a fine. It'll be something. No, the worst thing that happens if I get caught is my daughter's got to go to SUNY Binghamton, which yeah. by the way is fine. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right, yes. yeah, right. So anyway, now the defense of Felicity Huffman. Uh, she only paid fifteen thousand. I think it is relevant. You can disagree, and God bless your heart. Of course, but it's relevant. Yeah, and 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 to me, it shows that she was the friend that I was telling you about with the aging cream. Mm -hmm. She she didn't want it, right? Because mm -hmm. the guy wanted to charge millions, right? Mm -hmm. He wanted to charge at least five hundred thousand, and she kept. Uh, had to be saying no, 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 until we got the 15,000. Yeah, all right, well, great. Yeah, yeah because it, at 15,000, she might have thought like, is this even illegal? <laughs> this is so, and, and so, and secondly, and this is the most persuasive part of it, 
She didn't do it for her second daughter. That's right, she didn't do it for her second daughter. She's, and I, right. I, so I because her second daughter got a third. sense she feels bad about it. She got a th second daughter, probably got a 1380 on the PSA. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've seen her perform, and she's a very likable actress. Very likable, very okay. talented, very likable. Very likable. I just saw her at an, at an event uh, like two weeks ago. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna divorce. The crime from, from the, art. the artist. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the, uh, or the art in this case is cheating your way to school. Cheating your way to school. So it's, uh, but it is just a fascinating, fascinating story. I mean, oh, by the way, I don't need this part. I didn't ask, I think to ask, and I'm sure somebody has, of course. And so you love the story, you might know it. So what happens to the kids? They, I know they're not getting arrested, but. No, I mean, Do they get kicked out of school immediately? I don't think the schools will kick them out. I, I, if the kids don't know, I, I don't know. There'll be some pressure. But to, they obviously didn't. I earn imagine their a lot way of in. these kids will withdraw out of some shame. I mean, I'd be worried about these kids right now. You know, legitimately. Um, because people are angry. People. I mean, I, I just mean like they're. I'd worry about them emotionally. Like it's just. Oh yeah, sure, that. Yeah, yeah. They're in a terrible spot. Their parents put them in a terrible spot. Maybe they knew. It's a little hard to believe that. I'm sure some of the kids knew, right? I mean, I, uh, I'm sure. Um, but but they're kids, and they're, if your parents tell you to do something, you think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just so mistaken to think that your kid can't go to uh, UC Davis, or yeah. or by the way, two years of Santa Monica College and then transfer somewhere. You know, it's no, no. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, now getting into school is so hard. I'm partly giving up, and it's okay. What so. It's so insanely competitive, and I've heard way too many stories of people having perfect SAT scores, perfect GPAs, and not getting into an Ivy League school, period, mm. right? Not Forget Harvard, they're not even getting into Brown. Cornell, they're getting into Cornell. <laughs> Cornell, <laughs> Jesus, who can't get into Cornell? Anyway, no, seriously, um, and so, like, in order- I don't for think Brown's in the Ivy League. <laughs> yeah, uh, we should kick them out at some point. By the way, at Tufts, man, because Tufts, you know, is two subway stops from Harvard in Somerville and Medford, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. uh, it bisects those two towns, and and Cambridge is the next town over from Somerville. And so, Tufts has this unbelievable Ivy League. Uh, uh, what's the word? Complexion? Con? Uh, what's the word? I'm like, why am I blanking out? When you have a doesn't matter, can't think of it, everybody okay. listening has it, except mm -hmm. you. Um, mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, and so, at, like, uh, at the freshman orientation at Tufts, it was like, I've told the story before, we go around the room and you're like, hey, I'm Ben Mankiewicz, uh, uh, I didn't get into Brown or Columbia. And then, <laughs> and then I'd be, oh, hi, I'm Julie Alvarado, I didn't get into Yale and Harvard. And then somebody's like, oh, hey, how you doing, I'm Pat Keenan, I didn't get into Princeton. You know, yeah, yeah. like, it's just everybody didn't get in somewhere else and it's like, I guess I'm going to Tufts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of my favorite shirts. Oh, so but we used to say we somebody. I bet it's not true. But there was a story that went around that I repeated literally a thousand times that in 1959, Tufts declined an invitation to join the Ivy League because they didn't want to make the athletic commitment. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. The only school that we know for sure was. Or at least I know for sure uh, could have been in the Ivies and declined was Rutgers, and uh, and they decided to become a state school instead. Oops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, Rutgers is a good school too. But right, there's another. That's another perfect example that fits into the Wisconsin, Florida, Missouri, Rutgers. Like these are these are totally good colleges. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rutgers and Princeton, of course, as everybody remembers, is not everybody, but a lot of people remembers the first football game ever. And um, so, anyways. Uh, yeah, there's two jokes about the Harvard thing. Uh, you know, Duke used to call itself the Harvard of the South, and Stanford mm -hmm. was the Harvard of the West for a long time. So uh, when I went to Harvard, I didn't go to Harvard, I didn't attend Harvard, but I went there to visit when I went to a party at MIT. Anyway, and, he, and there were shirts that said, Harvard, the Harvard of Harvard. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's obnoxious, but in a fun way. Yeah, but they've won. They've won this battle. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll grant you that one yeah. and move on. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then there's a joke that a friend of mine who went to orientation at Boston University, uh, they tell at orientation there, they're like, um, a BU uh, professor or 
I don't know, alumni, who cares, right? Student and a Harvard student walk into a bathroom, they go to the urinals and then the Harvard guy goes and starts washing his hand to be, you guys starts walking out and the Harvard guy says, we at Harvard wash our hands. Uh, and to be you, he goes, we at BU don't piss on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but by the way, there we go, Boston itself, you know, forget Tufts, forget Harvard, obviously, you know, BU, BC, Northeastern, Emerson, come on. Come on, go have fun. Go have fun, right, right. yeah. And so it's too hard, it's impossible, and in order to, for the kids to get in, they have to work too hard. It is like you're gonna put them through the ringer. Yeah. You, you know, and Korean culture has developed into this where the kids are work so unbelievably hard that they have no childhood. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And that's what's happening here. Look, they so just, and, rather, they just, and they just want to go, like as we learned from Lori Laughlin's kid. They just want game days and parties. Right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. You, you want game days and parties. Have you heard of Florida State? Yeah, that's where. <laughs> hey, that's, that, that's when we bring Arizona State back into the picture. Exactly. <laughs> Arizona right. State uh, is yeah. wonderful for that. Doesn't get any better, right? So, uh, I mean, you're gonna lose that game, but still, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and finally, they're missing the other, uh, the more important point, which is. It doesn't really matter. That's right. Okay. No. I mean, I've seen in my lifetime are the kids that went to Harvard more successful? They get more opportunities and they have more highfalutin jobs. Like they you'll have more lawyers, more mm-hmm. blah, blah blah blah, right? But overall, in my experience, it's it's not the size of the school and the in the kid, it's the size of the kid in the school. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, no, it doesn't matter where you went to school. If you're a go-getter, you're gonna go into the work world, and you're gonna go get it. Yeah, and 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 I think there's some, you know, it's what uh, what's his, what, what's the matter with Kansas? What's his name? Um, Frank, Tom, Tom, Frank. Tom, Thomas, Thomas Frank. Frank. Yeah. So you know, he writes that 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 you know, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, all these schools that you know, all the lawyers, all the Justice Department lawyers, all those guys went there, and that and that there's huge value to. Getting people from Kansas, not just you know from the University of Kansas, which by the way is another great state school, really mm. good state school in a great location, um, and uh, like th- there's value in that. And 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 in Kansas, by the way, if you want to be a lawyer in Kansas, they want people who went to Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. Be a lawyer yeah. in South Carolina, they want people who went to that USC. Super duper last thing is a somewhat serious point. If you do college for all, that are, then the public schools might become more prestigious to get into, because then remember, it's you're not weeded out based on income. So, uh, like this happens in other countries, like the public schools in Turkey, for example, are way more prestigious than the private schools. You go to the private schools only if you can't get into the public schools. Right. That's by the way, that's how you know that, and that's still in my head because my parents drilled that into my head. That's how it was growing up for me. I grew up in D.C., but but California family and I was essentially, I always felt like a California kid in DC. So SC was the party school where the dumb rich kids went. Yeah, it's the the nickname was University of Spoiled Children. Spoiled Children, they couldn't get into UCLA. And you want to be, so you went, which was a great school, and so you went to SC. Now they're basically ranked the same. Yeah, and SC, because they bought their way into it, I mean, they, Hired every amazing yeah. professor from every other college, Good and they're them. like, "Yeah, no, we're going to get in the top twenty-five, right. and no, everybody nobody's else is going to say that we're this generation. No, nobody's going to say you, a university of spoiled children." Can I tell the 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 privilege story for me? Sure. Do we have to go from these people? Or are we good? Okay. So the uh, so this just to give you an idea of how much sort of power and influence it. Everybody knows this, but um, but it was my story specifically uh, echoes it. Um, nicely. So I went to Tufts. My first choice was Columbia. We applied to Columbia, and everyone, uh, and you know, the name other relatives who attended Columbia, and we had to write C attached page, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Herman Mankiewicz, screenwriter, uh-huh. Citizen Kane, my grandfather, Columbia. Uh, his fa- father, my great grandfather, taught there some. Franz Mankiewicz first to come over, taught mostly at CCNY. Um, Joe Mankiewicz. Joseph L. Mankiewicz, four Oscars, wrote and directed all about Eve, Larry Three Wives, Columbia. My father, Frank Mankiewicz, Bobby Kennedy's press secretary, ran George McGovern's campaign grad school at Columbia Journalism School. His brother, Don Mankiewicz, Oscar-nominated 
uh, went to Columbia. Uh, Tom Mankiewicz written a couple Bond movies and Superman movies, Columbia. So there's like seven Mankiewiczs in there, many of whom had very distinct, I don't think any of them gave the school a dollar. But nonetheless, there was some- Well, that yeah, might explain that, what yeah. happened to you, but- No, so then <laughs> no, I apply, yeah. and uh, my dad knew people at Northwestern too. I applied to Columbia, Northwestern, Tufts, NYU, and Brown, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody in my high school went to Brown, basically. I had to graduate with 75 people, I think 12 of them went to Brown, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so I didn't get in Brown, I didn't get in Northwestern, which surprised me, and I didn't get in Columbia. I had told my father as I applied, if you call anyone and do anything, I won't speak to you. Okay, like you, well, that's you, were, very nice. you were not allowed to make one call or do anything. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. And then I got rejected from the school. <laughs> uh, uh, and so uh, I couldn't believe I got into Tufts after getting rejected from Northwestern, right? Because in my head, Northwestern was better. So um, I should have gone in way. So, the, um, uh, so I, uh, about October of my freshman year at Tufts, Right, it's like October 1985, say so let's make up a day. It's October 18th, been at school for six, seven weeks. And the phone rings, my father. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey, what's going on, Pop? You wanna go to Columbia? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, what? And I'm chasing a girl. I'm like, no, man, I don't wanna go. I think, I think I'm good. He's like, well, just think about it for through the weekend. I go, what happened? He goes, well, so here's what happened. The president's office at Columbia University, Michael Sovereign, I think was the president, he calls my father. And he says, Frank, we're giving the Alexander Hamilton Award to Joe Mankiewicz. They've only given like 13, 17 in the history of the school. They don't give it every year. They give it every five, eight years to a distinguished alumnus, right? Lou Gehrig got one, right? Mm -hmm. But he's the luckiest guy. He's the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Nice, well, way to blow the line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and you're a distinguished alumnus yourself, Frank. We would love it if you uh, emceed the event and presented Joe with the Alexander Hamilton Award, right? My dad goes, uh, hmm, no, uh -huh. <laughs> right? And they're like, oh, okay, sorry, <laughs> right? A um, couple hours later, the president of the university calls my father. Uh -huh. They know each other a little. It's Frank, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize, you know, we should have checked if there's some problem with you and Joe. I apologize, we should have checked into that. I should have written you or something first. I uh, hope I didn't cause any family uh, discord that mm -hmm. or upset you in any way. My dad goes, what are you talking about? I love Joe. I'm mm -hmm. thrilled he's getting the Alexander Hamilton Award. Good for you guys for giving it to him. Uh -huh. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, is the, is the dates wrong? Why can't you do it? He goes, well, I'm not uh, doing it because you didn't let my son in. <laughs> right? So I believe that's called privilege. Right, and, uh, and they go, well, Frank, I didn't, I didn't have, give me a day. Calls back the next day, he goes, look, Ben's name, he was on a pile, he could have fallen left, could have fallen right, he only got 1160, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. could have fallen right, could have fallen left. I mean, it was an obviously qualified candidate, he could have gotten in, but I didn't know, the person who looked at his thing didn't know, if I'd known, he would have fallen left instead of right, I, but I didn't know, you know. Mm -hmm. And my dad's like, all right, well, he didn't want me to call, I didn't think a Mankiewicz had to goddamn point out that he was a Mankiewicz to get into oh, Columbia God. University. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and then the president of the university goes, does he want to come now? <laughs> and <laughs> so we laughed, okay, anyway, go to that. In, in October, in the middle of the year. And he says- Oh, that was in the middle of the year, I it, forgot that part. It's October, he's like, you can come, he can come, we'll work, we'll work it out. The transfer, the credits, we'll work, it's like October. Where he goes, but it'd probably be easier if he just wants to come in January. But again, if he wants to, if he's here Monday, We'll get him in. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's how the real world works. Right, and uh, so that was my dad calling me to be like, hey, you wanna go to Columbia? And then by the way, once that genie was out of the bag, right, then he called Northwestern, right? Oh, really? Yeah, and was uh, like, that, hey, I didn't know that part. Yeah, he's like, yeah, either. you guys rejected uh, Ben. Uh, the Columbia's rescinded it and they're admitting him. And sure, he calls his friend there and like, great. Yeah, we'd love to have him in January. They, don't, <laughs> they, they won't let me come right then. They were gonna make me wait till January, but that's it. That's how easy I could have gotten into both those schools with just my dad having one phone call. Yeah, and now obviously to Ben's credit, he, he did not do that. And he said that's not right, and he didn't well, go. No, I didn't want him to call. I mean, if I hadn't been chasing that girl, I probably would have transferred to Columbia in January. I didn't, at that point, I didn't feel super ethical about it. It didn't matter. I'd sort of done my part by saying, don't do it. But I just, I, what's done, I, that's not a story where I'm supposed to get a pat on my back. It was that easy. Yeah, I hear you. I still gotta give you a pat on the back. Uh, because I know me, I'm like, oh. I got into Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Columbia, Columbia. Right. Not but then, Columbia, by the God. way, then I didn't. You know, then two, three. I went. I graduated four years later. 
and then worked for two years and then applied to uh, journalism school, right? And I, I told my dad the same thing, but I bet he called. Oh, yeah, well. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was much more qualified to get into the J school after coming out of Tufts than I was to out of high school to get into yeah. Columbia. So who knows? Nah, no, who knows? Who knows? Nobody yeah. knows. Okay. Anyway, uh, so I want to tell a Josh Mankiewicz story now that we're on the Mankiewicz's. Are we at the, oh, we have one minute left. Okay, so uh, it, Bill Hader uh, went on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show and he, Jimmy Kimmel asked for obscure uh, impressions. And, uh, and so uh, Bill Hader did you on SNL, right? Twice, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he decides that he's going to go through all the Dateline anchors, mm -hmm. and one of them is Josh Mankiewicz, yeah, Ben's he goes brother. Keith Morrison and my brother. Yeah. So Bill Hader has done a Ben and Josh Mankiewicz impression, and no one has ever done either. No, that's right. So, <laughs> so let, let me. I, I thought you were told. Let me tell. We, I know we got to go. Let me tell one quick Josh story. Okay, but no, no, no. I'll, let's oh. do that after the break. Yeah. So uh, no, no. I I love what he said about Josh. He's like, so he. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, and I've been thinking about it ever since. He's like. So this guy, he goes to every guy who- My brother's a correspondent for Dateline, which is most almost entirely murders. Yeah, and he's like, so when uh, most people find a dead body in their house, they, they call 911, uh, but you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he says it every time, it's like a drinking game. Yeah, yeah. And now it's stuck in my head, everything I keep thinking. But you didn't do that, did you? Yeah, most people call 911. Yeah, that's right, they do. Uh, you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> okay, now most people have Young Turks membership, but you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so for the guys on the podcast, we love you. TYT.com slash join to get the whole show. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at TYT.com slash join.